victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top four? Stanley. It doesn't matter. Costa Barbarousas. Wow. And we're back here on the Oz Football Hour on FNR Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish with Jason Goldsmith. One more A-League game to talk about from the week that was. Sydney FC 1, Melbourne City 2, a 91st minute Matt Leckie winner. Sending all three points uh, to uh, City's way after Milos Ninkovic had equalised the opening goal. It was an own goal uh, comedy of errors, really, uh, and rebounded off the luckless Paolo Retro. Uh, so, Melbourne City pinch a pretty valuable win on the road. Uh, I didn't think this was a great game. I, I was watching the Adelaide Central Coast the, match. I watched this one. I should have watched the other one. Um <laughs> Yeah, the conditions weren't good. Obviously, a lot of rain uh, mm. around Sydney. That's been well. the story of the week, really. Mm. The uh, torrential downpours, uh, in, especially in Queensland. A lot of pitches getting damaged as well up there. Yeah, and um, and hopefully uh, everyone who's listening from Queensland and the and northern New South Wales safe and uh, and well, and everyone uh, can look after each other. It's pretty it's pretty tough. Yeah, some of those pitches, the pictures of all of them. Underwater, and then the synthetic mm. pitch that's been sort of ripped through as yeah, well. One and a half million dollar synthetic pitch at Mitchelton, I think it was. It was yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's a torrential downpours wreaking havoc. We're going to talk more about that on uh, on Radio Dub with one of the matches that's going on at the moment, not being telecast. Uh, so you know, got less competition for ratings, but uh, still not good for the comp. Uh, we'll save that for for Radio Dub. But this game. Uh, in the in the torrential rain, I think the st- standard suffered as a result. It did, and Sydney were the better team. I thought Sydney were the better team for most of the game. They're just quite um, they can't finish it off uh, in in the front third, and and they were like that during the week two mm. against Western United when I watched them as well. They've got the talent there for sure, and I had a look, and it was really quite surprised me. They've only won four games of the fifteen they've played this season. Like they should have taken the, the draw for this one. Um, Leckie's winner, very, very late, made the difference. But, yeah, City definitely burgled the, the three points on Saturday night. So Sydney, yeah, four out of 15. They're still sixth on the ladder and can ch- change that and turn it around. But, uh, yeah, they haven't been uh, as strong as we uh, are used to, I guess. Yeah, I think they're, they're suffering in, in midfield to an extent. You know, I, I like Burgess playing there, but, mm. um, you know, he's, they're going to suffer defensively. Uh, with him in that position, so it's a trade-off. You know, his attempt to to block the the lucky winner, although it was from outside the box, of course, yes. uh, wasn't. Uh, you could argue maybe uh, was it Andrew Red? Yeah, Andrew Redmayne was starting for Sydney again, which yes. is another talking point. Maybe should have had that one covered. Uh, Lecky's goal, well, Lecky's goal hit the upright and then bounced. Yeah, in. but so it was his near post yeah, as well. True, I thought it was pretty well, pretty well struck. Lecky is in great form, which is good for the soccer reason for us. He's, he's starting to really. Put it together. He's scoring nearly every week now. That's true. He has had a lot of good chances fall to him recently. Mm-hmm. He hasn't finished all of them. Uh, that that Paolo Retro own goal was actually what should have been a tap in for Lecky, and he hit yeah. it straight at the goalkeeper, then bounced off a defender, and then in. So uh, I'm not convinced that you know he's in firing form and is back to his best necessarily. He's making the impact that everyone expected him to make when he signed for City, and it's just taken him a while to get up to speed. I think it's probably his last roll of the dice for the Socceroos too. So you have a few more years at, at Melbourne City, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, last sort of uh, 
World Cup cycle for him, we would have mm. thought, having played the last couple. Mm. Um, yeah, and the rain rain was no good. And the, the league did the right thing, I guess, rescheduling the Brisbane-Melbourne victory game on Friday night because of the rain down to Melbourne. And then uh, Brisbane players couldn't get here. Yeah, they couldn't take off with the floods. So there's just no chance of getting a flight, uh, which meant that this game is going to be rescheduled for a, a well to a third time, which means that Victory have this horrendous run of games in March. They're going to be playing seven times, including the Asian Champions League fixture. It is crazy. I mentioned it earlier as well. So they've rescheduled a lot of the games for March and April, and there's a lot of Wednesday games. So it's not quite the the football friends that we had in Feb, but we're looking at you know two to three. Well, there's a game tomorrow night, then next Wednesday there's three games. So they're really trying to... Get it all in so that the season will finish, you know, sort of end of April. But, yeah, that's a big, big effort. Um, big effort for them. We'll see how they go. Yeah, it's it's a massive effort. Uh, we've seen how the Victory women's team has struggled with the number of games that they've had to play in a short space of time. And it's a similar situation for the men playing Friday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday in a row. Uh, and... You know, there's some tough games in there as well. City, Sydney FC, Western United, MacArthur, uh, Vissel Kobe, of course, <laughs> coming up against Iniesta. Uh, it, that one's TBC on uh, on the venue, but it should be away from home based on the Vissel Kobe being the seeded team. So they have to fly to Japan and back on a three-day turnaround, which mm. well, is it insane. Is the, it is the season of rescheduled matches. They'll probably change that over, I would have thought. It's crazy to think, you know, we're getting back on track with all the COVID games and now we have floods stopping us and, and mm. bad weather and the rest it of it. It seems almost biblical, doesn't it? Oh, it's crazy. So <laughs> The season is cursed. The mice plague didn't, didn't cause any games to be <laughs> to be called off. Locusts may be on the way. But, yeah, there's still a lot of football to go. We've still got to cram it all in for, for the A-League men's and women's. Maybe we can uh, name the next expansion team after the, the plague. Locust <laughs> FC. The Logan Locusts. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the National Second Division uh, report that came out just as we went to air last week, so we mm-hmm. weren't really able to get across it. Uh, but the plan is to have between 12 and 16 teams playing in truly national competition uh, as opposed to the Champions League or conference-style format that has been mooted by... Um, by Football Australia. They've, they've put it out, the report, with the pros and cons of these models. And uh, this is, of course, only a lobby group, essentially, yeah. this, this group of clubs. It doesn't mean that the National Second Division is limited to this group of partner clubs that have signed up. Um, it doesn't mean that their recommendations will be taken on board. It's just uh, basically the, the MPL teams who are ambitious and do want to be a part of it have got together to pitch something and the final decisions will all be made by by Football Australia for potentially a, a late 2023 start, which is uh, pretty soon, really. It's, it's, it needs to happen. There's a market for it, uh, how it gets off the ground. There's too many people with sort of self-interest to try and either stop it or, you know, to want to change the rules and things. But I guess the report we saw last week, though, um, Minimum of 12, getting to 16 teams pretty quickly. Um, there's about 30 clubs that have signed off on it. So they're also the leading clubs for each state. So you've got clubs with NSL history. You've got clubs with sort of long um, long, long history of, of being involved with the game. There's always – they've all got their own unique supporters as well. So it's not going to bastardize the, mm. the current supporters in the game. 
there's venues for it. I think some of the things that, that struck me for it, you know, each club needs to have a venue that holds 3,000 people, mm. more than achievable at the moment with a lot of their NPL clubs. Um, uh, bringing I assume in, that's standing room included. Oh, you would well. It has to be. I mm. would suggest that would be the case, but that's fine. Um, and a women's team as well, which is magnificent. I think that was the, the that has to be part of the process as well. Yes, and there's a aim to get the women's national second division off the ground by 2026. Okay, that is an even bigger undertaking, I think, because so many of the players that make up the MPL teams from across the country, the best MPL team, yeah. play in the A League women's as well. Mm. So that that presents a dilemma as to whether you stage concurrent seasons in the women's national second division or not, uh, whether you allow players to play in both competitions, whether you completely dilute the quality by doing that, whether it's actually a necessary step for the game, even though there will be pain in the short term. Yep. That's that's a massive overhaul. But for the men's side of things, when you've got MPL players who don't obviously play in the A-League as well, you don't have this situation where players are, are two-timing essentially, um, then I, I honestly think it's a, it's a no-brainer to have the best of the MPL players playing against each other in a national competition week to week Absolutely. if the clubs are willing to meet those costs. Well, $100,000 was also mentioned, wasn't it? Each club mm-hmm. had to put that as a, as a um, admittance fee for yep. the season as well. So that would, you would think would go to the league so then automatically you can... Well, the idea I think is to pull pull travel costs yeah. so that you know the one Perth team perhaps if if they do get in, um, you know, isn't completely slugged every week and it doesn't create this uh, complete inequality with the concentration of Sydney and Melbourne teams. Yeah, that's it. We don't, we don't want what do they all talk about NPL on planes? Like we, we don't want that to happen. We want it to well, be. Well, you know what? I, NPL on planes is essentially what the A League Women's is because it's not a full time competition. Yeah. So. You know, I, I think there is some virtue in in having a part time national league, but you do want to increase the standards when when you do go national, you, you know, in terms of training and coaching and broadcast and everything. You, you would think that would happen. So broad, broadcasting is an interesting one too, because there's a market for it. I mean, you're an NPL commentator, you know, Josh. There's a market for mm. it, so that'll definitely happen. The people that want to support the club that their parents and their grandparents and, and families have supported, or if they have and allegiance through um, the ethnic backing of a lot of these clubs as well. Um, th- there's that that wants to be recognised again or um, brought to the table. So it's – I don't I'm, to be honest, it needs, needs to happen. It needs to happen yesterday. So uh, it's it's good that we're making steps. But the AAFC now need to get – was it Football Australia or the APL to – Football Australia. Football Australia to, to get this approved. But the uh, APL would never approve it because it's not in their interest yeah. and they don't have a role in it based yep. on the the, con- the uh, Congress negotiations and uh, the, the deals that were struck a couple of years ago. These guys will focus on youth more than anything, mm. more than we get from the A-League clubs, I would thought, because of the, the transfer system they want to bring into play as well. So that would be the case where if there is a, a good player in uh, Perth or a good player in Sydney that they, Adelaide City or whatever wants to, to bring in and then pay for it and then they have to pay the appropriate transfer fees and then the clubs get compensated, they can reinvest into the youth football. Mm. So the whole the whole process just makes so much sense. Um, it's funny though, like, someone mentioned, I heard the other week, the J, the J League started professionally in 1993 with one division and they've got three divisions of professional clubs now, right? So that's not that long ago. So we're looking about 30 mm. years the A League's seventeen years old now, and we've got one twelve teams. We're twelve teams, so we've moved from eight to twelve. So um, 
we and need. a few of them collapsing along the way as well. Yeah, a couple of them falling through. But 12 teams, we've got the ability to do it. There's, what, 30 clubs that want to put their hands up for a national second division. So let's get this second division off the ground and roll into a third, and then we can uh, go from there. One tidbit that did raise my eyebrows in the report was that they'd had conversations with SBS, wow. which is a real throwback. Uh, well, they, well, yes, absolutely, but that couldn't be a bad thing. The more, the more coverage over different channels, the, the better, I guess. I, I do – I am surprised by that. Perhaps, you know, this, this is a different prospect to broadcasting A-League for them, but, mm. you know, they have completely gutted their football department. The world game no longer exists. Yep. It's been Website's folded into done. SBS yep. Sport. They basically don't cover football anymore. Mm-hmm. They have shown no appetite editorially from SBS Sport to cover football. So to then step in as a national second division broadcaster would be a big uh, fork in the road for... Well, they have the World Cup, don't they? They still, they've still got the World Cup, right? That is so, true. That so is they, true. They have the World Cup this this year coming up, so mm. they will need someone to, fingers crossed... I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, so they still have that. So there might be a hangover mm. and there'll still be a couple of people that might need some... Jobs <laughs> or something for them to do the next year. If we're looking at 2023, yeah. it's not um, it's not that far away because the World Cup is uh, it's November, isn't it? November, December. Yeah, it's coming up it, this year. Because it's of the on us. because of the um, because of the weather, the, the so, Qatar yeah. situation. Yeah, because of the weather, it'll roll into it. So, you know, they, they probably need to relook at their football department coming into the World Cup and then see what they can do. I guess. Yeah. I I would be honestly surprised, but um, it would be a pleasant surprise. Um, let me be clear. But I, I did, did raise my eyebrows because I, they just haven't really shown much appetite in showing Australian domestic no, football. No, I would have thought Paramount would have come on board given mm. they're wanting a lot of football content moving I mean, into Stan Australia bid for the like A-League that. as well. Yeah. Um, and there's also a whole lot of different streaming platforms and we, things. They we, could have it publicly available on YouTube, yeah. essentially, or we could, do with another, we could do with paying for another streaming service to watch football, couldn't we? There's <laughs> only four or five. Uh, who <laughs> says Who says it has to be a paper? No, no. That's, you know, well, if they're smart. pays model. If, if they're smart, it won't be because we want to just expose it. We want to just eyeballs. Mm. We just want eyeballs at the moment. Free to wear. That would be a point of difference oh, for the not sure it's free A-League. To air. Yeah, but YouTube, more, yeah. more than free to air perhaps. Free to web. <laughs> free to web. Yeah, that will work. <laughs> All right. We're going to tie it off there here on the Oz Football Hour. Jason, thank you for your company. Thank you, Josh. And uh, we'll stick around for Radio Dub. We've got a superstar from Adelaide United, uh, Matilda's fringe player and a real star in this league. Uh, hopeful for the World Cup next year. Dylan Holmes is going to be joining us in the next hour on Radio Dub, so stick around for that. Victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top or Stanley? It doesn't matter! Costa Barbarousas! Wow! Yeah! Up like a salmon, a again! Oh, he's done it! Unbelievable kick. Come on here! 